Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Classes in Session and Trails from Zero's official localization is finally out, so I had to get my assistant back on the show to talk about it in a sort of quasi-review-slash-discussion-slash-normal-episode-like thing. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and uh, I am, like I just mentioned, I am joined this week by my assistant professor, Mr. A- or, uh, Alex O'Neill, to talk about some Crossbell. How's it going, Alex? It's going good. I it's a pleasure as always. I'm excited. It's been a while. It's been like a full year since my Cold Steel journey happened. So yeah, and it, it's, it's been it's, it's like been a, wild. It's like an anniversary. It's been wild. Yeah, it has been seeing you grow and and experience one of the arcs and grow into the beautiful you that is also feel... a Trails fan. I feel like I'm a better Trails fan now that I've played like one of the the more classic-y style games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it has certainly raised my appreciation for the series, yeah. which was already quite high. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. And this Trails from Zero has had quite a, a adventure of its own to get to an actual Western release. So this game initially was released back on September 30th in 2010 on the PlayStation Portable in Japan. It then made its jump to PC on Windows, but only in China and Japan. So it came to Windows on August 28th, 2011 in China, and in Japan on June 14th, 2013. It then... Um, but that was like a port of the Vita version, which was released in Japan on October 18th, 2010. 12 as Evolution Kai uh, Zero no Koseki Evolution which had a bunch of like new stuff and that's what got eventually ported to PlayStation 4 and then PC it, it's very complicated but it all ended up getting to where we are today well yesterday finally <laughs> releasing on the west for the Nintendo Switch PC Google Stadia, I think, um, and Nintendo Switch on September 27th, 2022. Um, but to kind of get a look at what other games specifically were coming out for PSP back in the year 2010 that we actually did get in the West that you may have played, includes Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, Lunar, Silver Star Harmony, the lunar, the first Lunar game remake of PSP, Valkyrie. I did. I did add yeah. some non PSP. Yes. Uh, <laughs> RPGs. No, that's fine. I I had originally started with also um, non PSP games, and it's like, well, this was PSP. Let's see what else was going. But uh, uh, Fallout New Vegas came out that year. Invisibles Shadow Zone. I vaguely remember that game. I think it took advantage mm. of the little camera you could buy for your PSP. I yeah, think. I think so too. Um, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, which 
amazing game. Xenoblade Chronicles, I believe this was when it initially came out in Japan? I don't know if this was, 2010 was the US release or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But that released somewhere. Persona 3 Portable came out, God's Eater Burst, Mod Nation Racers. You remember Mod Nation? Were you were you I a do. fan of Mod Nation? Were were you on that hype train? I was for the PS3 release. I wasn't necessarily like yeah. jiving for the PSP release. I don't think I had a PSP at the time. Uh but boy were those low times a bummer. Yeah. That like really took the wind out of my sails. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It uh the, or the air out of your tires, as it were. Sure. Yes. Um and yeah, Fallout New Vegas. So a bunch of pretty solid games came out that year in 2010 that we got to play instead of Zero No Kaseki Trails from Zero. Um, but yeah, we are here to talk about Trails. So Alex, this, like you said in the opening, this was kind of your first real deep dive into a more classic version of the Trails mm-hmm. series, Legend of Heroes Trails franchise series. Um, and I know you had mentioned previously you had tried Sky and it, you kind of got turned off by it, but then you played through all the Cold Steel games. So what's what's your kind of thought on um, Trails from Zero? And just as a disclaimer, um, we both received review copies for this game. I reviewed it for mm-hmm. RPG Site. You reviewed it for here at Irrational Passions, so just for total uh, disclaimer and transparency. Um, it's funny we've like i don't think because you know usually we're it's either just for ip or just for something else we've never like both reviewed a game which is i know it's kind of cool yeah um so yeah what do you think alex uh i liked keep in mind when i played trails in the sky or tried to play it i played like the first hour and a half probably maybe two hours um and i was playing it like emulated on pc uh like from like the pc version to a a, like a a mac version basically uh so like it was not ideal conditions uh (laughs) and i just don't like playing anything on my computer uh even if i like plug it either does mac yeah that's very true uh and it ran fine but it was more of like just the comfort level of it i'd rather just like have Mm. something on the consoles that I have spent a lot of money on, so I could just play it there. It is wild to me that those games haven't just like been ported to other systems, uh, similar to this game. Like it's pretty they wild. They have to me. just not in the West. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like it just seems like you've got the translation there. I guess you know you'd have to hire a port house or whatever to mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and and you know, Falcom's not made a made it like the square enix bucks or whatever so i get well it to some the extent. sky games i believe rights for that held by xseed which i think has oh. even less money than oh, yeah. falcom and that's also why we never got the switch ports of cold steel because cold steel one and two also owned by xseed xseed okay yeah um that makes sense it's a bummer i i just like think you know in this age of like everything kind of getting ported up to modern consoles, we're a little spoiled for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that when you run into those cases, like literally crisis core has been like locked in PSP hell until like two months from now, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like wild that it's taken this long for that game to yeah. come to anything else. Um, and it's one of those games that like was not digitally available for PSP. So you couldn't play it on a Vita TV or a PSP go or anything like that. So 
yeah, I, I think it'll happen. It's just uh, it's sad to see that it has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. It is crazy playing this game, which is very good, I would say. Um, one of the stronger entries in the Trails series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we both kind of talked about how it's it's a very good entry point. Um, that it's crazy that it's taken this long to come to the West. And it's like based on a fan translation uh that people are like well, fine i'll do it myself type deal um yeah i yeah I, I really liked it i i know i knew a lot of what was going to happen going into it like kind of the whole end the mm-hmm. final act stuff and and kind of the the mysteries and stuff there and like some of the things going on uh without getting too specific uh just like Oh, like all these people are are acting strange. It's like, oh, I I remember this. Like, I I remember people talking about this in yeah. later games in the timeline. So I kind of knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. But the really compelling thing was just the characters and being able to really kind of see their origin story, for lack of a better word. Oh yeah. Um, because you get to see them, you know, in later trail series and and spend some some good time with them. Uh, and I think they like do a great job at like. Give, giving you the rundown of like you mm-hmm. get who this person is because like all the trails games are are similar enough where it's like yeah there was another group and it's just like the group you have but they're different <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay you, you kind of get it you don't need to know all yeah. the details you get it and they do the same thing uh in this game with like uh joshua and estelle from uh the sky games that, mm-hmm. that come into the story and stuff it's like i've not played their games but like you get it they had their own adventure they got friends it's fine like they went through some stuff. Clearly they've grown a lot as people. Uh, and so you just kind of get to focus on the, the four main characters. And I, I really liked just like you get all, all the characters are there right from the get go. Let, let's be, let's be kind. The four playable characters. Cause I would say chief Sergey yeah, and fair. Zeit also very important members of the yes. SSS. For sure. And Kia, I would also include right. in that. Um, so I, but you know, they're like the, the kind of focus of the storytelling for sure. And I, and I like how each character, you know, kind of ties into not just like one of the chapters, but like the world and the, the characters kind of get connected and there's like a little web of connections that they create by the end of it that like really feels fleshed out. And it's those connections that make these characters i think like come to life in a, in a really compelling way like we've talked about cold steel yeah which i r- really love those games i have problems let's say with the oh, mechanic yeah. the, the rpg combat side of things um which you know i have some beef with with trails from zero but much significantly less i'd <laughs> say uh much like a lot less going on which is for the better i think um, but with such a small cast, you know, that, that, uh, class seven is like nine to yeah. 13 characters, depending on like what part of the story you're in. Um, and mm-hmm. this is just four. Uh, and I, I really like that intimacy. I, I really like yeah. how you get to spend so much time with each character. Oh, for sure. And for listeners, um, I'll probably also put a disclaimer up at the beginning, but we will get to a point where, we'll deal dive heavy into like specific spoilers um until then we'll deal more in a broad context not doing specifics but i will let you know when we transition into heavy spoilers 
Um, so if you have not played it yet um, and, are, and are intrigued, um, you'll know when to, to tune out. So, yeah. But yeah, so it, that's curious. You mentioned kind of the RPG elements of this because I know, and you've mentioned previously when you've been on here, like turn-based RPGs have never been like quite your, quite your thing. Yeah. Um, and with this, with, with a few exceptions, yeah. right? With a few exceptions. I mean, Persona is a big one. I mean, you've played Personas five, what, like five or six three. times now. <laughs> yeah, and like three and four, I, I'm a yeah. big fan of as well. And I like, you know, I, I like the the kind of activeness of those, like the knockdowns and stuff like yeah. that. And, and I'm like okay with Pokemon. Pokemon's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> what was it about kind of this battle system that? you enjoyed more than the cold steel one because it is fairly similar there are less is it was it just because there was less mechanics you had to worry about yeah i think it's it's hard to say like i was really thinking about this too because i think there's there's like two less status effects which i appreciate (laughs) (laughs) um and i think they do a much better job at like ramping up what's going to happen like there's a couple like maybe three fights in the first third of the game where they kind of start throwing some some fastballs at you that Mm -hmm. they have not properly prepared you for like death blows and like when you get into the the higher elements parts of the game where there are essentially more turn-based status effects that can happen Mm -hmm. like i do still think that they do throw you into the deep end pretty quickly on that stuff where like a little bit more of like okay here's how vanish works or here's how death blow works or or like yeah. just introducing those one at a time instead of like all four of them at the same time um, in just a be... random dungeon that you you get assigned to to check out yeah yeah exactly uh, and I I think they they do it better here um, and and there's less of that like chaotic higher element stuff. Um, that adds way more factors into the combat that are out of your control, right? Like, it, it, it is... I'll say like this just overall about the game. I think it's paced, like, extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a problem with some of the, the Cold Steel games, uh, sp- especially Cold yeah. Steel 2. Uh, but uh, this game, like, has a really good ramp up of, like, the tutorial. Although there is the one fight... You, you remember this fight with the walled that you have like very early on where it's just Lloyd versus yeah. Wald one-on-one is like an absurdly difficult fight, like very early in the game. And I was like, why is this fight so hard? So early in this game. Um, well, for again, things like that, it's like you just get bonus like detective points. If you do win, like it's, it's one of those. I that lost. You do- and it was like, you you like go quit the title screen or try again. I was like, okay, I have to win this. Oh, I think it's, it might be you had to last like ten turns or something. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe that would make more sense. But yeah, I ended up oh. having I just yeah. brute forced my way through winning it. <laughs> I I do appreciate the like every time you fail a battle, it's like lower the difficulty and try again. It doesn't like lower the overall yeah. difficulty. It just makes that fight easier. Uh, that's always been a good system in these games. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, I think it just like it eases you into it um, a lot easier and just the. It, it's way more grind friendly i think also like uh there's like if you grind a couple extra levels which i ended up doing at a couple points in the game like you feel like you're pretty set like you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about anything and and 
there's it definitely is not like that in the cold steel games where it's like i'm like three levels above you guys and you're one shotting me it went three different moves so like i i appreciated that so it has a little bit more of that um traditional kind of grindy rpg nature to it uh which works yeah. for this game i feel like it you can't get there's not an opportunity to make utterly broken combinations of quartz in this game mm-hmm. as it is in the Cold Steel games. Because I feel like For in sure. Cold Steel, you can utterly and completely break those games. Like, you, combat can be really tough, like, if you're not set up. But at the, on the flip side, you yeah. can make them total cakewalks where enemies can't get a final turn. Like, I, I remember in Cold Steel 3, like, in... No, Cold Steel 4. I came up with combinations where Emma would just keep doing turns and the enemy, even bosses, even the final boss never got a turn. So it's like you don't have that much ability in, at least in Zero, to do any of that. I think there are definitely moves that are overpowered. Like I used Randy's crash bomb, the one that like the area of effect and then blinds everything. That blinds everything, yeah. So, so much. Good. So, <laughs> so, good. so good. Um but it wasn't utterly broken. And I found that most bosses, like most big creatures that really present an issue are immune to like every status effect ever. Yep. So you it's great like you said, it's great for grinding, but you can't rely on a lot of those same strat, you it's almost like you have to have a boss strategy and then just generic mob strategies in this game. Yeah. And usually it's like, I just use regular attacks for mobs and then I actually have to break out a lot of tricky skills and stuff for, for bosses. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I not having like master quartz, I think, which is a feature they add in the cold steel games. I think that definitely makes it harder to become an unkillable god <laughs> but yeah. you can definitely set set yourself up so that AOA you're like very frequently delaying the enemy and it's hard for them to kind of even get a turn in edgewise mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I will say going back to because i know i knew going into this that cold steel had updated a lot of how the court system works and now I was going back to like how the old old court system works. Yeah. Um, and it was very confusing. <laughs> it is. I remember going from Cold Steel three. That it was at after Cold Steel three that I was like, okay, I have to play the Sky Games before I go into four. Like I I I want to do that. And yeah, yeah in the Cold Steel games, courts are basically in essence material. You equip like a tier arc or a tier courts. You get the tiers tiers tier skill stuff like that it's very one-to-one where in this you need to like do specific like charges or element values that each court comes which will unlock a list of spells and you have the only way to find like those spells or like what combinations work is you have to go into your detective book and look up the list and all this and it's like i have no idea what i'm doing and yeah. it was the same with um trails in the sky and it's just like how this is so different and I have no idea what I'm doing, but like once you get it, it's like okay, that I that makes sense. You have to be much more methodical and put thought into what skills you're going to give your characters, or like what yeah. you're aiming for, or swapping them in and out depending on the situation, especially for bosses. But once I grasped the system, 
I didn't hate it. It was just like, okay, I have to think about it a bit more. And then, yeah, it's it's just a little like unnecessarily complicated, which yeah. is again why I'm sure they simplified it in the games going forward. I don't think it's completely incomprehensible or anything. Yeah. It's just like this weird point system. It's the whole thing of like they have to be on the line to contribute points. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a different line, it like resets the values and whatever. That's like that's, you know, another wrinkle maybe that we didn't need, but luckily Tio who I was like focusing all my spells into is like yeah, everything's same. on one line. So don't, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I had, and what's interesting is I don't, and I don't know if you thought this as well, Alex, I found it harder to taking Tio, for example, I Tio Plato, I used her as my arts magic user myself. I like could never get her to like, I could never build her out to also use fire arts just because I, me either. Totally. (laughs) It was pretty much water, of course, because she has like two locked water slots that you have to use water for. And then I just boosted like her mind. So she did more damage cast. So she casted things faster and, and some wind cores. So she would like evade or move farther or things, but like, bosses that required fire like i had no one that was good at doing fire arts randy was good with fire arts for me i, I like, never used i built him houses just like i hit you with my big my big stick um, yeah, i did too <laughs> but it was like anytime i needed fire done it was like that's the only spell you're allowed to cast randy this yeah. is like the the flame butterfly one and it yeah. does like a lot of area of effect and it just does a lot of damage anyway so it's like okay cool that's fine yeah <laughs> but yes yeah, same problem i think it's because she has those two water yeah. slots and I would like, I wanted her, because I also gave her the range uh, quartz, which like mm-hmm. expands, makes the AoEs of your magic bigger. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure she always had like holy breath or something so I could just heal the whole party really quickly um, if she didn't have like enough CP to do it. Yeah. So I, I think just having blue and green, it's like, all right, well, there's just not enough, there's not enough room for red. Mm-hmm. I felt like. I really liked Ellie, but I felt like once Teal got her craft, her healing craft, Ellie kind of lost a lot of her use. Like, Ellie, I've sure. found to be the most um, ambiguous of character that you could kind of kit her out as. Because, like, she, she was really good with her healing craft for the beginning, or being a healer. But then with her extended range, she'd be you could make her out into a really good like range damage dealer, like ranged melee attacker in essence. Yeah, I think yeah. she was the most uh, blank slate. Sure, I think Lloyd can be too. Um, but I, I what I did with Ellie was like I would have her go into a corner. And then shoot things from range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was away from everybody, so she could just heal everyone else if necessary yeah. uh, with like arts and stuff. But she she did pretty good magic damage for me as well. So, like, I couldn't always get with the higher elements, I couldn't always get like all three of them to work mm-hmm. with Tio's kit. So, I would have Ellie have whatever of the higher elements that I was missing, which usually was like Mirage. So, okay. I'd have, Tio use space and time magic and mm-hmm. then Ellie would have like at least one mirage spell that I could have as backup if necessary. Yeah. That works. Yeah, it 
there is still plenty, even though it is a, like an obtuse system, like you mentioned, like there is still enough c- complexity and kind of variation that you could kit out and kind of play how you want, which I appreciate in, in these games. Um, one of the things I really liked was, and we mentioned it a little bit earlier, just kind of how Trails from Zero is a much smaller scale uh, yeah. title. It's much more of an intimate affair with a much smaller roster of playable characters and interactions. And because you're in Crossbell, which is this city-state, which is in essence caught in the middle of two warring nations in an uneasy peace... You you only really go around Crossbell and it's surrounding like three or four villages. Like it, it's it's a very intimate affair, but it is handled in such a way and so well that Crossbell, at least for me, became a character in and of itself. Yeah, and they I it's it's to the credit of this game. That's so why I was really excited to play mm-hmm. Zero, like the Crossbell games in particular, is because like. Crossbell is such an interesting subject in the Cold Steel games, right? Yeah. But you're always kind of looking at it from the outside in. Um, and you don't really, like, you know, later on you have some characters more familiar with Crossbell. But um, you, you don't have, like, that that kind of homegrown investment. Yeah. But you amp- they, they did such a great job in those games of building it as, like, a interesting place because of its geological and, and political position. And so being here and like kind of being in the midst of it, they did it didn't disappoint me with how like they play to that of like, yeah, oh, you know, there's this eastern faction that influences um the diet, you know, and then there's also the the western faction of Araboni that influences the diet, and they're you know, there's two kind of layers to the underworld and and how all of those things and tensions like trickle down to crossbell as a city and as a people. Uh, is really interesting and i think you know sometimes they do a little bit more telling than showing Mm -hmm. uh which is a fair i think a fair criticism just overall how how sometimes the game can definitely feel like it's only one half of a of a bigger story Mm -hmm. so it makes it makes it a little bit harder to stand on its own two feet but they they give you enough through those villages and through the the kind of main chapter story missions that like for sure, like Crossbell feels like such an interesting place uh, because of everything going on around it and within it, uh, which is really cool. Like it's, I it's a very non traditional JRPG, just in general because you have like the whole group from the beginning, right? And mm-hmm. you you basically go everywhere in the game in like chapter one, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and that's it. Like like you, there's no like oh, and now we're getting in an airship and flying across the continent. There's none of that, but yeah. it doesn't need that because they, the way they like paste it and build everything in, around the story of like uncovering these mysteries that all then kind of interconnect with these different parts of Crossbell is like so well done, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, it And I loved... Ex- what I appreciate going back, having my first really exposure to Crossbell being in cold steel in the cold steel series i have such an appreciation for how well falcom did in transitioning crossbell from the 2d kind of isometric look Mm. to like fully 
3D, like, more complex models. Like, I feel like every character, little sprite in Zero, I could go and find in Cold Steel. Yeah. Like, they took such care, and I really appreciate that. And I, and I think that's the Legend of Heroes Trails series in a nutshell. The, the focus and attention to detail in this ever-expanding and complex world is incredibly impressive. And being able to go back and see kind of the beginnings of what I saw initially has was just a blast. It was a great time. For sure. Like, I love that they ha- they clearly have, like, a lore Bible that they reference, like, frequently mm-hmm. uh, of, like, touchstones and things, like, when stuff like the four great houses of Erebonia, like, come up. I'm like, oh, that, like, that's, you know, this was before those games even existed, you know, like, yeah. uh, that's so cool. Like, even if it's just, like, a throwaway mention or in, like, a side quest or, like, you know, Gileath Osborne as a character coming up. And not a character you necessarily see, but like, obviously, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions about that character. So, like, just hearing him and like people reacting to him in like a similar way that they do in other games and stuff, like, it it makes it feel like so are like meticulously planned in a way that like very rarely video games feel. Yeah, uh, and I I think that's so cool. It feels so natural. Like playing through this just like the little hints and easter egg drops it's like it it feels like this game was made after cold steel like with how they weave it in but to think that this game came out years before and they had all all planned out it reminds me of like a really good run D &D game like all these little tidbits that are dropped that you totally overlook but it isn't until later that it's like, oh, holy shit, you've been setting this up for years. Yeah. That's what it feels like that they're doing with the the Trail series. And I'm always amazed by... It's interesting. I'm getting cool... I, I get excited when I pick up on things and where, when things are mentioned that I've experienced and then I know a lot more about from the Cold Steel games. But I still am getting mm-hmm. like, holy crap. In, yeah, in this. for sure. Like even when like Arios early on in the game like mentions a, a name, yeah, uh, like within like the prologue or the first chapter, and I was like, oh wow, like so early on, it's like okay, like me having knowing all this stuff that I know kind of mm-hmm. from the future is already paying off, and it, it, that's like the cool thing too is like I don't think having played. Like knowing where these characters ends end up has not did not ruin or hinder the experience of like going back and seeing their origin at yeah. all. Like, if anything, it just like enriched it and made me so much more invested right from the get go. And I think that goes both ways, right? If you played mm-hmm. this and then got to the end of Cold Steel Two and saw started seeing how things get connected to the, to Crossbell, you're like, oh wow, like I am blown away by this. I, I for sure. It made me want to go back and replay Cold Steel 3, that's for sure. Yeah. 100%. Uh, 100%. And, yeah, I, like, I, I've always thought of, like, I, I mentioned for sure that, that the tra- Trail series has been an influence on IP and D&D, for sure, to what you were saying. Uh, but it, they're, like, the most, like, book novels uh, or a novel series mm-hmm. that any game I've played ha- has kind of, like, come to of, like, 
this you know being kind of part one and part two of the crossbell story and then cold steel being the the erebonius story and, and stuff like that like they really do feel like books that you can kind of jump into and, and all interconnect and there's like this bible of information that 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 connects all of them and and is very meticulously well made it's very impressive yeah and what's funny is coincidentally when this game is releasing in the west the latest game Corona Kaseki 2 crimson sin released today or it might have yeah. been yesterday so we are the so let's see there's azure then trails into reverie then so four games ahead well eight games okay. ahead of this released yeah. today yeah and that's like apparently i didn't know there's like the beginning of the second half of the trails arc is like okay yeah right. <laughs> um, taking place in calvert which is on the other side of crossbell yeah on the yeah and I, I that's like such a place that i'm so excited to explore you know in 2027 20, mm -hmm. when we get to play those games um just because, like, it's obviously mentioned a lot here. It's mentioned a lot in the Cold Steel games as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, yeah, we don't really get that much face time with, with really any characters from there. And just playing, or just, like, watching various little trailers, I have no idea what's going on. It's all in Japanese. But it's, you see people from Trails in the Sky showing up. Like, they come back into view because they're from Calvert. They're over there now. So it's like, you get... Even in the brand new series, you're seeing characters, and then you see characters that were featured heavily in the Crossbell arcs and Cold Steel, and it's just like, oh, it's like you said, it's like a, a lore bible. It's it's so interconnected, and oh, it just gives me happy vibes. Gives me happy, really good D and D campaign vibes. Yeah, it's so good for sure. So excited. It's it's cool, like. I think the games aren't like perfect, no. uh, but there is like that special sauce that other JRPGs, say for like you could argue maybe like Kingdom Hearts, are, are not doing. You know, they're just you, you very rarely get like serialized RPGs because who would want to force someone to play all those games? <laughs> but like that's I gotta mm -hmm. gotta hand it to the Trails games. Like they don't care. <laughs> they're gonna keep doing what they're doing and like. If you take that time to get into it, uh, yeah, you're going to get into it. Here's a thing I want to say, yeah, Scott, because obviously we're like ambassadors for the Trails series, uh, official, unofficial Trails ambassadors. Yep. And, and not enough people play these games. Like, these games are so, this is like by panic in the video game. <laughs> like, so. It's like what? By panic the video game. It is like bisexual awakening left and right all these games all over the map there's they're so horny and i know so many <laughs> horny people that would love these games <laughs> because they're not like you know like fan servicey horny or anything like that it's more of like just yeah. like they're so tongue-in-cheek and playful and like very open sexually in a very fun way uh and sometimes creepy way and unnecessary ways looking at you cold steel moments uh some yes cold steel moments cold steel certainly has some lines i this game doesn't yeah. <laughs> luckily it's way more uh fun and jolly about it but uh people all the bi people out there need to play these games <laughs> that's what i'm saying 
especially all people Frozen need to Zero. play these. All all people need to play these games, and it's that's what it's that's what's frustrating. It's like I think I would hold a, a few of the like Trails games higher than a number of the like some of the Final Fantasy games. Like I think so many people put on pedestals like Final Fantasy, your Kingdom Hearts, like your big name RPGs. When, in a lot of regards, I think Trails does it better. Like, I, I love Kingdom Hearts. We've talked about Kingdom Hearts. Like, we played, we demoed Kingdom Hearts 3 at PAX, and it was, like, one of our big moments. But it's like, I am still 100% on board, and it's like, the Kingdom Hearts story, Nomura wants to tell a connected story like Falcom has done with Trails, and he can't. Like, I legitimately can't think of another RPG series, or really a series in general, that has been able to pull off an interconnected story over various arcs and over so many games as well as this has. Yeah, the closest, like, honestly, would be Mass Effect, which is just on such a smaller scale that right. it's it's not as impressive. But It's, like, a, it's that... an arc. It like yeah. Mass Effect is like the liberal arc. Yeah. Uh so like imagine that kind of TLC of Mass Effect but applied like cross protagonist, pro- cross story, cross country, you know, like right. a whole world honestly that that like singular world that that has that feel of like you know, imagine playing, you know, a different Mass Effect and and like Liara shows up and it's like such an exciting moment, right? Like that this game does mm-hmm. that like every three chapters, you know, uh, which is really cool, especially like Cold Steel three and four. Yeah. And like the twists, I think the, these games have such great some some of the greatest twists. I like, think there's some good ones. There's some really yeah. anime ones too. Oh, hundred. This is a. These are very anime games. At the end of the day, like there's very there's a lot of anime to it. I think this that's not to its detriment. I think it sure. does a lot of things fantastic. But yeah, they're definitely some. There are different yeah. degrees, right? Yeah. Like when the like the the stuff at the end of of Trails from Zero happens, which is pretty over the top, you know, as you mm-hmm. might expect from a, at the end of a JRPG like is one thing when the stuff that happens at the end of cold steel one happens, it is absolutely out of control yeah. and and it feels out of left field. So like, that's part of what I mean when I say like, this is really mm-hmm. well paced. Like, I don't think they go too far over the top anime in just this one game. I know that changes in, in trails Azure or whatever. Uh, but uh, I appreciated that. Again, another kind of merit in this in Trails from Zero's camp, as far as like being a mm-hmm. really good starting point. You know, it doesn't. We don't get too crazy. We get a little crazy, but we don't get too crazy. Yeah. Um, but for all you listeners, from this point onward, we are going to be talking in like specifically of spoilers. So if you haven't played Trails of Zero yet and you don't want to get spoiled, stop here. Thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. Um, follow me on Twitter at ProfessorRPG. Follow the show at underscore university. And follow Alex at Alfighter27. Go do that. Come back. Listen to this, the rest of the show after you've beaten Trails of Zero. Uh, Trails from Zero, excuse me. And let us know what you think. So you have oh, yeah. five... Four, three, 
two, one. We are officially in spoilery territory. So, um, yeah, what was the biggest kind of thing that uh, kind of shocked you or surprised you about the story, Alex? What moment? Honestly, it was probably getting Tio's backstory. Yeah. Uh, was surprising because, again, you know, I kind of knew some of the stuff that had happened with, with each of the characters, right? Like Randy, most of all. Obviously, Randy, yeah. you get to see a lot of in, in the Cold Steel game. Yeah, from being is... a Jaeger. And his backstory, I felt, was very much kind of shared and talked about in Cold Steel and being like yeah. from Red red horizon i'm trying to red red dawn i don't remember the name of the the jaeger group that randy was oh yeah yeah that his brother Uh, and sister are part of and everything but like and and so like knowing that stuff about randy and like i knew i knew who yin was right before they revealed who yin is i was surprised that like they didn't reveal that to the characters in this game but i guess Mm -hmm. it probably happens in the next one um, but, uh, yeah, like Tio being connected to, to Guy, to Lloyd's brother, uh, was a surprise. And, and I thought that was really cool. And that was like kind of what I was alluding to earlier mm-hmm. of like how the characters are connected to each other in, in such like interesting and, and kind of compelling ways. Like I, I really, there's some unexpected connections there and, and I really appreciated those. Yeah, I loved the moment. I think the moment that got me the most hyped was, um, it was chapter four. I don't. It was right before the finale when, like, all the the users of the drug, like, were brainwashing, like, attacking Crossbell and like assaulted yeah. the precinct, and then everyone had to escape. And then Dudley and Sergey were like, "No, we got this." And then it's just like a run through the city and just like avoiding and then people show up and it was um i really dug that uh, yeah it was super cool i got it got hyped yeah and it was cool like i i love that the feeling of like every you don't know who's on your side and and, Mm -hmm. like everyone's an enemy uh they play like because that's i think a lot of good underground like you know deep-seated the dark side of crossbell i feel like a lot of those stories do that really well but like when you're even going through uh the ravash uh home base and like everyone's gone and you're like trying yeah. to figure out what was happening it was really cool it was, it was compelling to want to like keep going forward uh i do it's a pity that we're in spoiler mode but i mean it's too late to go back the the i this is my first time experiencing the the great talking treasure chest phenomenon oh <laughs> yeah which i loved i forgot that this was a thing from the brief amount of Trails of the Sky that I played, but then I remembered once I was like three chests in of like, why? Okay, this is a thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. Some of these are very good. They're very good. The... Shout, big shout out to the the team over at Geofront, the the fan group that put together a fan translation, released it for free that you could apply to the old PC version of Zero No Kaseki and then play through, and then NIS bought the script from them, and then that's basically what they're using for for this release um, yeah but yeah i so love funny uh now a word from our sponsors orbal vpn yes, that, that was, was a very good one. one i laughed out loud for that one the the like 
a, a scholarly gentleman turning out to be evil in my Trails game? I don't mm. think so. <laughs> or, like, yeah. it's more common than you think. I was like, that's very good as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, very meta. It was... So many of them are good. Like, I have so many pictures yeah, I that I took of, of, just, <laughs> of just treasure chest things that I, that I loved. It was... Uh, it was so good. It was... With the drug, like... And, and this kind of goes back to us being able to have a lot of cool moments having played the Cold Steel games, but when they mentioned that the drug that had been dispersed were, or that Gnosis was like linked the, back to the Pleroma the grass, I was like, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, that was I a big moment for me. I know what that is. Oh, cool. That's why the pill is blue, and that's why this pill is red. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, like, yeah, that's that is really cool. I see what um, you did there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I didn't want to talk too much about it, but just uh, Kia, I was... Mm -hmm. I usually am, like, pretty hit or miss on, like, adorable companion characters, but I, I absolutely love Kia so much. Oh, yeah. I would have I would have killed every mafioso in this fucking city for that girl, I tell you what. Oh, yeah. Uh, no great. regrets. Kia's great, yeah, for sure. I didn't uh, know if they touched on her history in the cold steel games. Cause like her being like 500 they, years old, I was like, I don't think I knew that. They definitely do at one point. Uh, I think some of it is like also like optional dialogue that you can have with her. Oh, okay. She's like hanging out and stuff, but yeah, they definitely give like a very brief summation, but also like Ren, like seeing Ren and, and kind of getting a little bit more of her story. And like, obviously like there's a big, backstory moment for her in this game mm -hmm. um was surprising and like that that was like one of the few things where i'm like okay i know i'm kind of picking up on a plot line from trails in the sky but i, mm -hmm. I didn't mind uh and i think generally they they did a pretty good job with all that stuff of anytime estelle and joshua except there is like one time where they like all go out to a bar and it's like and estelle and joshua explain their whole story i'm like i would love to hear their explanation mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I thought those those characters were really well integrated. Yeah, it felt natural um, that they were there, and kind of like what they were have, what Michelle and the Bracer Guild was having them do was so reminiscent of what you had to do in Trails in the Sky, like go around. Like that was the most of the first Trails in the Sky game was being sent to basically take a test where you go and help each Bracer Guild around the borough. And yeah. that's pretty much what you had to do, or what Estelle and Joshua were doing here in Crossbell. Like, not so much learning, but they were, they're getting their Crossbell legs uh, associated and seeing that. And, like, any any message of, like, Cassius, uh, Cassius Bright, or mm -hmm. um, everything with Arios. And it's like those little nods that they also kind of, like, hinted at in the cold steel games it's just like i i ate it up i love it yeah like arios like shows up at one point and uses gale and it's like yeah. oh man i know that i know that move I know that. <laughs> I know that move. i've used it so much i've used it a lot i've uh, used it so much i didn't know arios had like a daughter and like the whole relationship with her is really great too um but also like just in general for me like this is the first time like a bracer guild has ever been active in a game that i've yeah. played you know because it's it's like all downhill from here i guess but mm -hmm um that was cool and seeing like how much crossbell has like love for the bracer guild especially was really cool um and what a, a topical idea that people hate the police 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's like they don't do anything. They're useless. And they're um, corrupt. <laughs> and they're corrupt. Okay. No, is that why we waited until 2022 to, to release this game? Is it, is yep. this, is, is it a statement? Um, Two years shy of it being the most woke release of yeah. 2020, you know? Yeah, it's it's a, such a great game, and there were even though I have a good idea of what's coming, it was still so cool to see like everything start up, like the SSS yeah. start up. Um, I love Sergey, just like his no nonsense. It's like do what you want. I'll I'll cover your back with the higher ups as much as I can, but it's like you guys go do your shit. I don't care how you do it. Like yeah. Sergey was great, and he's like a character you don't see in the the Cold Steel games at all. So it mm-hmm. was, I had definitely heard about him a lot. So it was like I was excited to hang out with him, and he didn't disappoint. Yeah. Um, I, I will say like uh, I I think most of what I knew about the Crossbell games, I knew about the second game, and I was real. I realized that as I played it, mm-hmm. of like you know all the stuff that happens in like the tower, the Septarians and, is... and and stuff yeah and ions or whatever you know like all that stuff is is stuff that has yet to happen so it is cool like i have all these kind of big moments uh to look forward to which Mm -hmm. is exciting as well um what do you think of wazi wazi hemisphere uh (laughs) very again by panic the video game just like very (laughs) androgynous and sexy and i know he's like one of the he joins the ssx in the next game and i'm very curious like how that's gonna work mm-hmm. i'm excited to see it i like wazi and uh wald were like characters i was very intrigued by because i didn't know about them beforehand right so mm-hmm. they don't they didn't have as much involvement in like the big story as i wanted to but they were fun like kind of like the street kids the, yeah. the the sharks and the jets of crossbell city you know i i think see what's cool is so i've kind of also been playing through a fan translated version of trails into reverie like the hajimari mm-hmm. no kasaki and one of the main roads is lloyd like you had you play yeah. there's the, the lloyd route the reen route and then see a new character and going from everything that's going on in Trails from Zero into Reverie is like they couldn't not release these games and release Reverie. Like so much has like you need to know before you go into Reverie um, to really get a lot of those hits and um, there's there's definitely some cool stuff with Wazi and Wald uh, to look forward to. I know that much. Um, Cool. That was like definitely the thing because I really want to play Reverie, obviously, because it's kind of the epilogue to yeah to a lot of this stuff, and I know that that has like a, a whole Lloyd campaign in it. So it's mm-hmm. like okay, I gotta at least play the Crossbell games. Uh, so that is exciting to hear, and and I'm excited to like go into that and then have that remind me of a lot of stuff that happens in like Cold Steel three and four, and, yeah, and be kind of more fresh on it and and like when the sss all get together in that game and stuff like it'll feel like a coming home party again so that, yeah that's exciting very it's sometime next year right yeah reverie and azure are both next year along with ryuda which is like a side story that takes place somewhere that seems to have big complications to 
potential story stuff. I don't know, but they're releasing it for some reason. It's too random sure. of a game for them, like to just release in English. But yeah, that one I'm kind of super lost in and don't know much of anything about. But um, yeah, we uh, Trails fans are eating good these next couple years. Um, yeah, I mean jrpg fans are eating good oh, next gosh. year <laughs> jrpg <laughs> fans have been eating good this year and next year it's ridiculous the the yeah. games and what games and the the prestige of the games it's whew, i have no time we're living the we're living we're, the good life right i know now. i know right why couldn't this all these came out like early In 2020. 2020 when then i was <laughs> right? like gonna have a year of nothing to just keep myself busy um but oh well, at least we're getting them. I'm excited. That's why uh, I played the Cold Steel games. Yeah, then. that's why you played all that. <laughs> that and Final Fantasy XIV. I had all this time. I yeah. was like, all right, time those to get through the big. Those are good games hitters. to keep yourself occupied with. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it's cool. And like you know, Final Fantasy XIV is another game that's potentially yeah. getting the expansion next year. So it's like, oh man. Oh, oh. yeah. That's a Feels train good. that uh, we'll keep on keeping on. That's for sure. Yeah. But... And he, I I feel like the if you like Final Fantasy fourteen, I feel like you would really like the the Trails games. Yeah, because I can see of, that. Because like each expansion is kind of like going to a different country and, and mm-hmm. learning all about its history. Like each arc of Trails is kind of like that as well. Uh, and then yeah. it all all comes together. Obviously, um, different kinds of games, but both like very JRPG games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just like a very nice positive optimist optimi- what's the word i'm looking for optimism optimism jesus thank you uh <laughs> my brain like broke for a second. um there's just a positive optimism to the trails games that i feel like most video games are just getting away from and mm-hmm. becoming gritty and real and i think that's fine to an extent right like consequences and death and sadness and somber tones and tapestries and whatnot but there is also something really nice about just that bubblegum pop fun root for the heroes save the day jrpg story and and while also being introspective on culture and you know prejudice and all these these you know Mm -hmm. mature themes just not as depressing about them all you know 100 percent 100 percent yeah, it's 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 a wonderful game, and I'm anxious to see what other things will be a surprise to me, or that I'll pick up on in, in Azure next year. I'm hoping that it's like a January February release. Me too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Because like, if I feel like Reverie makes sense to be that kind of fall yeah. September release, so hopefully, if it comes out that soon, I mean that'd be pretty exciting. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, with them not having to do. It, it, it was kind of a bummer that they didn't bring back the English voice actors from Cold Steel to reprise yeah. their roles. I wasn't Especially, expecting this to be voice acted just in general. Yeah. So I was. Especially I was because all the English cast have already been a. Like, it's already been announced that Trails into Reverie will have the English dub. So it was mm-hmm. kind of a bummer that this one doesn't. But I think. I. I'm glad we got these games. But a lot of the great thing, outside of the story, like, story's amazing, regardless of whatever platform you play on, but there's such a gap in quality Mm -hmm. and things missing from between the PS4 
4 version and then the PC and Switch versions. Like, it, it, this feel... I know NIS did a lot of work, like, um, and did a lot of work. Games are hard to make, but it felt lazy to me. Um, what What's missing specifically? Because I know you've been saying this, and so, I'm just not as familiar. Graphically, huge step up on PC and Switch. Like, textures are a lot clearer. It's, it, like, um, the areas around the sprites are a lot clearer. It's, everything just looks more polished. Um... But in terms of, like, missing features, so on the PlayStation version, you have that one kind of small list of settings you can tweak. On the PC and Switch versions, you have four pages worth of different things you can tweak. You can have it, you can adjust independently how fast, how much the game gets sped up when you're in combat or out of combat from two times to six times. You can manually adjust each of those. You get, um... You can manually toggle whether or not you see conditions. Conditions are displayed. You can adjust whether, like, when you go into an area or a song plays, there can be a pop-up that says the name of the track, where you would find it on the OST. There is an actual chat log you can bring up at any time on the Switch and PC version that has character portraits with what the person say. You can replay voice lines. You can do all this missing from playstation 4 uh, yeah those things would be nice for sure and in a lot of quality of life and kind of adjustments like you user interface scaling is one of the settings accessibility setting only available on switch and pc not in playstation 4 and all those were done by a a uh, a trails friend durante who kind of started ph3 games who did the ports for the place or the PC ports for all the Cold Steel games and a number in some of the East games? Like he's worked with NIS before on a number of games, and it, it's just such a shame that NIS wouldn't pay or or something to also bring those features and improvements and graphical uh, tweaks to the playstation 4 version and i know it would be expensive and they're probably super consume time consuming and judging by the fact that they priced this at 40 dollars and sell your normal 60 and didn't do didn't bring the voice actors in to do the dub i like i get they kind of felt like this was a, a more of a necessary release for the games come coming to coming out like trails into reverie like they needed these out so that Reverie would make sense. Yeah. Like, they're kind of budget, so they relied on what fans had already made. This is just, to me, I don't know specifically if that's the case, but all the cool stuff, they bought the script from Geofront. Durant, they had, or they brought over the improvements and everything Durante made for the previous, already previously released PC and Switch versions. They got that in for these release. It's like all the really cool stuff that makes it shine on these platforms. And I has just bought like from other like that had already been made. And that's why it just kind of feels lazy to me. Like the cool stuff and I just more like more or less published it over here. 
Yeah. So, so I'm a little salty. Plus, they've had kind of rough roads with, or some rough ports lately with their printing collections being very rushed, buggy, out the out the door kind of messes. And a lot of the things about this just felt like, okay, well, we have to have this out. Let's just do, like, bare minimum. Yeah. And that I, I can me. I can understand the the voice acting stuff but yeah hearing about the the feature stuff that is a bummer yeah for sure the, the voice acting it's like i think the japanese voice actors do a fantastic job so it's like that doesn't yeah. bother me as much as the sheer amount of missing options in visual downgrade that the ps4 has compared to the others it's still 100 yeah. playable like i've been playing it on ps4 as well um it's still like if you had a choice between not playing it at all and playing on PS4, 100% play on PS4. But it was really hard to go back and compare. Like having played it on Steam, my so I primarily played it on Steam and the Steam Deck, and then okay. going to PS4, it was just like ooh. Sounds like a good Steam Deck game, though. I'll say. Oh, 100% good Steam Deck game. It was <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that is a bummer to hear. Yeah. Uh, it is one of those things like like me not knowing on the PS4 like you know I can be bothered. Uh, definitely like noticed the the kind of blurrier textures and mm-hmm. wondered if that was stuff that was better on other platforms. But yeah, that's that's a bummer to hear. Yeah, still still great. It still has that classic feel to it. But yeah, still worth is. playing even if it's on PlayStation Four. But it it, it is a bummer, um, mm-hmm. especially Agreed. the missing features. Um, yeah, and things you could do. Six times battle speed would have been real dope. I'll yep. tell you that much. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> it was very, very nice. <laughs> How long did uh, it take you to, to beat the game? Um, I think... I'm trying to remember, but I think I clocked in around 60 or so hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like 43 hours. I'd have to check because I kept jumping back and forth. I might have been closer to 40 or 50, but I would have to... Much like uh, Cold Steel 1 and 2, I didn't know that there were hidden requests until, mm-hmm. like, Chapter 4. And I was like, God damn it. All right, well, I'm not going back. I, I can't go back. Um, but I still did all right. I was, like, Detective Rank 3. Okay. After a time, I was just like, I, I can't be doing the side quest. I can't be doing all the side quests in every mission. Like, I have to actually get out a review. Like, I'm not playing this for... <laughs> I did do all the side quests and every uh, mission. <laughs> no, uh, big props to you. Big props to you. Um, yeah, I'm a sicko though. Uh, I was also like catching most of the fish, cooking as many things as I could, and scanning every monster because I, I have a problem. Yeah. Um, as as documented in our Tales of Vesperia playthrough. Yeah, I was just looking at screenshots. Uh, oh yeah, I see the, the settings here. Yeah, that, that would have been very nice yeah um but yeah i i just like the side quests in these oh games the so side much. quests are fantastic and you should 100 percent do the side quests but when you're like these are yes. these can be long games you wonder why it took me so long to finish um, it. <laughs> it's like okay okay let's do this okay we got this yeah, um yeah. I, I gotta get to the end of this <laughs> but um yeah still a fantastic game still utterly amazing game and you all and everyone should play it. And I do 100% believe that this is currently the best entry point to the series. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, I think just with the ease of use to get in, it has some improvements that the old PC version of the Sky games are lacking. Um, I think the Sky games are 100% worth playing, and people should play them if they are able to. Uh, but just with the ease of being able to jump into this game, it doesn't spoil too, too much from the Sky games. Cold Steel can spoil a lot from both the Crossbell and Liberal games. Um, yeah. So, and this is coming from a person, well, two people really that started with the Cold Steel arc. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Play this game. It's good. Yeah. The scale is also like, makes it so much easier. Yeah. It, it, it like drip feeds you into the world, whereas I think like Erebonia kind of, it throws a lot of stuff at you. It right expects a lot, a lot of you to, to get it, to get the most out of it. Um, you might be wondering where you can get yourself a copy of Trails from Zero, or The Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero yourself. Well, luckily, it, as it just released, you can find it online. You can find it on PlayStation, Switch, PC, and Google Stadia as well, I believe. Um, digitally, they're all available on those platforms as well. It is $39.99. These games will probably go up in price, so if you want to play it, if you want to get a physical copy, I would get it sooner rather than later. And $39.99, I don't really know what the used price would be. Maybe $34.99 used if you can find it, but considering it's been out for a day uh probably aren't many used copies out there right now so um let's say you have picked up yourself a copy of trails from zero and you want some advice well alex and i are here to help you with that as well so alex what tips or advice would you give to brand new members of the sss two things they're very important to me that made a big difference once i had like really done them one, which we talked about earlier, was like experimenting with quartz. I think focusing on, we both kind of agreed, focusing on those like stat buffs, like evade to or impede to, like uh, action to, you know, all these like mm-hmm. things that like increase your speed and increase your evasion rate and crit rate and attack and damage and stuff. Like those are like the best ones, I would say. Just kind of focus on those. There's some extra ones um, like the detection and stuff. Um, which are good early on, but I, I definitely think uh, the stats will will make your characters very beefy by the end. Uh, and then there's a shop, Imelda's, yeah, that uh, she sells very expensive accessories. But you get, I'll tell you, you get loaded up in this game. You can, you are running yeah. with it uh, in this game, especially like go to the bank and sell all your, your, uh, septium there. Cause you get a better exchange rate and then go to Imelda's and buy those accessories. The earlier, the better they're worth it. Uh, just because they all have like three immunities from status effects and a bunch of stat buffs as well. Once I had like one character with each of those, like at the end of the game, I was, it was much smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they all kind of like, it's like, oh, this one buffs strength. It's like, all right, that's good for Randio. This one buffs magic damage. That's good for Tio. You know, they, they kind yeah. of line up. Um, for me, I kind of playing off the quartz angle. I think you should equip the detection quartz right away. Like as soon as you get it, it lets you see the chests that are on the map, which are big, really helpful. 
And in terms of uh, one of my other tips is, so you if you are able to hit an enemy while outside of combat, if you hit them from behind, they kind of get stunned. And if you enter combat while they're stunned, you get like a bunch of turns for free. Ellie is the best when you are trying to surprise attack enemies because yes. she shoots her yes. gun from long range. And you can very easily just wait for an enemy to turn around. Like there's another quartz, I think it's information or something that will show the position of enemies on the map, or maybe it's Eagle Eye, I don't remember specifically, but you'll see the air, each enemy will be displayed on your mini-map as an arrow, and it'll show which way they're facing, and you just run up when they're facing away from you, shoot them with Ellie's gun, and then run into them, and surprise attack. It's a great way to grind. You can, enemies respawn every time you enter, leave, and then re-enter a map, so that it can be a great grinding tactic, and also when you are a high enough level compared to the area if you do kind of the outside of attack outside of combat attacks on an enemy twice it will instantly kill them and you'll just get the sepith kind of the resources that you use to exchange for money or unlock uh, your orbments and your unlock slots and your enigma all sorts of stuff ellie is also really good with that so you can just blast them away run around blast them teleport back to crossbell do that great way to easily and fairly risk-free farm sepith um to unlock stuff so that's a, that's a really good one yeah and check treasure chest check every treasure chest after you have opened them yes. we touched on this but do it it makes the game it, it there's so many good moments uh i the team at geofront did a wonderful job and they're worth your worth your time reading extremely good very funny very good localization yes. very very good and it it's written by Trails fans, um, and it's just funny. And also, if you ever go back and play Trails in the Sky, same thing there. You can check Treasure Chest. Lots of funny things in there, too. But this, Looking forward to yeah. that the most, yeah. on, honestly. <laughs> I, it, I don't doubt it. Like It was one of my favorite things going back, or playing through, dis- discovering it. We are now on to perhaps one of my favorite parts of each episode, the monster or enemy of the week. Now, this week, I encountered an enemy in this game, and I was just like, I have to, I have, I have never submitted a monster or enemy of the week, so I took this for myself. And it's Spartacus, the hand-standing anteater enemy that you fight in Amorica Fields. It's a strange hand-standing monster that sprays a strong, smelly gas that confuses the senses. Its level is 16, its strength stat's 98, it has no arts stat, because it doesn't really cast spells, so that's at 0. Its speed is 26, health is, has 960, defense at 51, arts defense at 16. When you just take one down, they each one will grant you 26 experience. They are strong against fire magic. Um, so don't use fire on it, but everything else, it's neutral. When you win, it will also drop 9 space, 14 wind, and 1 time? Uh, Uh, space. That's space. Space and the black one is time. Time and space. So it drops 9 space, 14, no, excuse me, earth. Different, slightly different colors. So it's 9 earth sepith, 14 wind, and seven times Sepith. It has a 40% chance of dropping Beast Flesh and an 80% chance of dropping Stimulant. Its skill, Fragrant Aroma, is a craft, and it has a 50% chance 
of uh, causing the faint status effect. So that is Farticus. Yeah, and you fight like a bunch of these guys too. <laughs> yeah, did they just rampaging around a small little uh, farm? Far- farm. The farm. Um, as like a absolute nightmare fuel these yeah. guys a, a horde of them standing on their hands just yep. coming at you with beady red eyes like demon red eyes but they're just yeah. hand standing ant eaters named Farticus and I love this it this is a good one this is a good one I definitely paused when I saw that their name was Farticus when yeah. I was playing the game I was like this is pretty good same that is going to do it for another episode of RPG University. Thanks for coming on and talking to me, Alex, about uh, some trails of trails from zero. You're all I've got. You're like one of two people I know that I can talk about these games with, Scott. So you're stuck with me. We're slowly growing. We got Cam Hawkins. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. We have Bridget from Stride PR. She's a big fan of uh, these games. We're slowly nice. growing our ranks. Yes. Slowly. We'll be a battalion soon enough. Battalion. T- battalion of ten strong. It'll be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But where can people find you online? What do you have cooking? Go ahead and uh, let people know. Yeah, Alfighter27 everywhere. Uh, if you haven't, you should read my Trails from Zero review, which should hopefully be out by the time you're hearing this. Um, it's the first review I've written in three years. Oh, man. <laughs> so, first of many, hopefully. Knock on wood. We'll see. There's um, a whole and- lot of trails still coming yeah i got a lot of trail if we both end up reviewing trails as you we'll have to talk about it as well yeah. so um which could happen uh i would say look out we got some stuff from some potentially extra life stuff that we're talking about and things to look forward to october november uh other than that ip D, which we're both on mm-hmm. that's my only that's my main number one squeeze project right now um very exciting stuff happening how will they get out of this one in this mysterious logging village we'll have to wait and see uh go listen to that if you haven't already uh and that's that's really it what about you scott sweet um yeah for me uh it's just go check out my my review as well over on rpgsite.net for trails from zero um yeah, and then of course check out me here on IP and IP D and D. It's a lot of good time. Um, but thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or you can share your own favorite RPGs and memories directly with me on Twitter at Professor RPG. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed. Ikiteru,